0: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
1: Hello, everybody. It's Chef Hyken here. We're back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. A great interview today with Aranza Savas, who is an experienced designer at Stone Mantle. And she's also the co host of the Experience Strategy podcast. And she works with amazing companies and brands, many of which you know. And one of the things we're going to be talking about today is the transformational experience. She refers to it as the transformation economy. Very excited. For us to learn about that. So before we get started, if you've got a story or a question that you would like me to answer, but if you've got a story to tell, please reach out to me on any of the social channels because I'm pretty much everywhere. If it is a question, use the hashtag AskShep. I'll answer the questions where you send them. Uh, I might answer them here on this show in my newsletter, The Shepherd Letter, or on my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home. And that can be found on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Prime. And if you go to beamazing.tv, that's beamazing.tv, you can find episodes there as well. All right, let's jump into the interview. Aranzas, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having me, Shep. So excited to be here.
1: Well, I'm excited to have you here uh, because you work with an organization and one of the founders, I believe, is Joe Pine of the Pine and Gilmore duo that wrote my all-time favorite book in all of business. You know what it is, The Experience Economy.
0: It really was a game-changing piece of work, and he's continued to write so many really important and influential thought leadership pieces and whether it's in Harvard Business Review or his books, I think what we really rely on him for, and why he makes such a wonderful partner, is because he has a one, he's a wonderful storyteller. And he has a potent and powerful ability to ground complex concepts and really easily distilled ideas. And that's something we really aim to do at Stone Mantle as well. well and,
1: and by the way, I know taking the complicated and making it easy and simple. Yes. Uh, that's like my mantra. That's what mm. I believe. And that's why I think I'm successful at what I do, because I don't believe a lot of what we talk about is rocket science. I think it's a lot of common sense because of the way our brains are wired that isn't always so common and therefore we have to teach people to do it and help people do it. So you are an experienced designer at stone mantle. And let me tell you the fun part about that company name stone mantle. When I first started searching on your name, all I could find were pictures of fireplaces (laughs) and mantles and shelving units like made out of marble or something. And I very quickly realized, Nope, it's a consulting company specializing in experience and design
0: (laughs) i hope we are that solid and that foundational and that we create moments for gathering though so that
1: that is good that is really good all right (laughs) and you can
0: find us at stonemantle.co (laughs) (laughs)
1: great yeah because uh here's the next question and i've got to ask and then i'm going to get into the serious part of the interview because i want to find out all about the ideas of cx and what's in your mind because you've done some pretty cool things with some pretty great companies some of which are my clients as a matter of fact Uh um but specifically i want to talk to you about the weight watchers program you did and it's not about you doing it to lose weight It's what you did to create a better experience for the people that are involved in it. But I've got to ask you about your name because uh, uh Savis. Mm-hmm. tell me uh, or tell, I mean, you told me earlier, tell everybody it, you're not from some exotic foreign country.
0: Alas, no. My husband is Greek, so the Savis is kind of exotic, and uh, it sounds like we were just made for each other since our names sort of rhyme. But Aransas is really just a small island town in South Texas. It's uh, right on the Gulf of Mexico, and when I was born, my parents were living in the lighthouse there, so it was an appropriate name.
1: Aransas, well, it's a beautiful name. It does, other than it being an island in South Texas doesn't mean anything?
0: There's a lot of debate about that, Um, you know, history being what it is. So uh, some tell it as being named for Prince Arancha of Spain and others say it was for the Anzazi tribe.
1: And you know what I say? It's for the cool person I'm talking to who is from Stone Mantle and is an experienced design strategist. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, let's jump in. this. By the way, you also co-host. Uh, a great podcast experience strategy podcast so check that out if you uh, all our listeners if you haven't we'll checked have to it out have you yet. on yeah so um let's talk about it uh you've been working with this company for a while you're you're uh, you're doing this work um the concept of meaningful motivation to transform weight Watchers perception of a weight loss company which is growing up that's all I saw go buy meals lose weight okay? But now it's a wellness brand. And not only is that a marketing thing, but you must have done something to change the user experience to where people don't think of it, unless they're like me who remember it from years ago, they don't think of it as a like a Weight Watchers diet type program.
0: Yeah, even Which a, other, it still
1: is part of that. I mean, that's yeah, a big
0: part. absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it is baked into the name that it is a weight loss company. But ultimately, why do we lose weight? Well, we want to lose weight so that we feel better, so that we are better able to do the things we love with the people we love and to have a richer, fuller life. And so way back in 2015, I was leading an innovation team with a, a bunch of multidisciplinary leaders and what we really wanted to do was unlock the transformational aspects of this program and create a more truly transformational experience. And it's actually how I ended up working with the Stone Mantle team, uh, is because they too, in tandem, if you have read the most recent version of The Experience Economy, or even the original, um, Dave talk, or Joe rather talks about the ultimate level of the experience economy being transformation. And so, you know, this is a company that was founded back in the 50s on a promise of transformation. And at that point, transformation did look like I'm going to lose weight. But we sort of ignored all the other things that happen systemically in a person's life when they lose weight, they feel better. They feel healthier. They feel more empowered. And so we started to think about how we might take some of the pressure off metrics that were really difficult to move. Consistently wait and start to look holistically at the changes people are making. And to do that, what we had to do was really understand what mattered to them. So, what was motivating? What was inspiring to them enough that they were willing to do the hard work to create lasting change in their lives? And so, all of that really links into the work that I'm doing now at Stone Mantle, which is I lead their meaningful motivation practice. And the reason I call it meaningful motivation, Shop, is because we've all seen manipulative motivation Mm -hmm. we know when companies are using data to manipulate us for their needs i am a big advocate for and an enabler for meaningful motivation so what i mean by that is getting to understand your customer her needs what really turns her on and excites and energizes her and then building your experience to respond to those needs And so ultimately, by doing that, what we do is create a more lasting, more meaningful, more valuable relationship both to the customer and the company.
1: So I'm I'm just going to interpret this a certain way, and I could be completely off base, but do you start with the end in mind?
0: We start with a big why oftentimes, and that why comes from the consumer. And that doesn't mean that we are reengineering our experience for every single consumer. It means, though, that we are asking customers to reflect on what really matters for them and then using that data or that inside to guide our support and service
1: mm-hmm. so in a sense it's like this is what you want this is the why and to me that's like the goal that's like mm-hmm. so hence that's why i'm thinking end in mind that's my mm-hmm. words okay mm-hmm. and now we're going to show you how to get there mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. know everybody is listening to this podcast and I have my hands up and I'm my left hand is the end and the right hand is the beginning and it's heading toward, the, so yes. you, it's my visual. The it's, collision. Course. I'm talking with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, very interesting. And uh, so it, it's meaningful motivation. You are not saying, hey, lose weight, feel better, look better. It's like, here are all the benefits beyond the obvious, which might even intrigue you a little bit more or get you even more excited as to what the long end game benefits going to be and uh, yeah so love it
0: and we believe more and more companies have the potential to play in the transformation economy Mm -hmm. and anyway i think it's an easy it's an easy lift to see weight watchers in the space of transformation but i believe that retail healthcare. Uh, finance certainly, so many categories have the potential to play in the transformation economy. And we went recently undertook a big sizing of the transformation economy. And so the founder of Stone Mantle, Dave Norton, Joe Pine, and myself, we each created unique methodologies for evaluating what qualifies as the transformation economy. And then with that data, uh, we looked at literally millions of pieces we analyzed millions of pieces of government data to understand the current size of the transformation economy and how it's changed and what we really saw is that it's recession proof because it is timeless you know as far back as we've looked at history and humans we have asked for and looked for support making good goal-driven change in our lives to move us from a to b And yet now with our more dispersed societies, we hire that change and we ask companies again, retail, healthcare, finance, and so many more to help us be our best selves. And the more I talk to consumers, the more I hear that craving and that hunger for people not to just make those promises, which is what marketing often does, but for experience to fulfill on those promises successfully.
1: Well, I want to talk a lot more about the transformation economy because uh, Joe Pine started out with the experience economy and now this whole new idea, the transformation economy. And you've worked with some unbelievable brands, not just Weight Watchers, but Best Buy, Truist Bank, Clayton Homes, a number of others. Let's take a short break. And when we come right back, we will continue the conversation. We're talking with Aransas Savas, who is the experienced designer at Stone Mantle. And this is Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. One of my favorite sayings is that customer service isn't a department. It's a philosophy. And it's a philosophy that must be embraced by everyone in the organization all the time and that's 24-7. So if customer service is important to you, and I know it is, then you will love our virtual training. The ultimate on-demand customer service and experience training program that you can access anytime, anywhere. Now the course content applies to everyone regardless of position and responsibility from senior executives to the most recently hired and everyone in between. You'll discover tips, ideas, and strategies that won't cost your company a fortune, but will produce what I call moments of magic, those positive experiences. And it will happen at every level of your organization. So go to Customer Service VT. That's V as in virtual, T as in training. That's CustomerServiceVT.com. It's time to get customer focused.
0: You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken.
1: We're back on Amazing Business Radio. We're talking with the Ranzis Savas, and we're going to learn about the transformation economy. That's what I want to spend the rest of this time doing. Uh, and by the way, I didn't do this earlier, but I'm going to warn you, at the end of our conversation, I'm going to ask you for one amazing nugget of wisdom. So hold something back. To get, to get me excited that, oh, I can't wait to hear that one thing. So uh, let's talk a little bit more about it. You know, how can, um, I mean, I've always thought the experience economy, it's all about the experience. So it's CX. Are we going to start to see CT for customer transformation instead of customer experience?
0: Yeah, so transformations are built on experiences. So that's part of the power of the transformation economy is that it requires more experiences to deliver on transformation. So it is a tide that rises others. And uh, I think, yes, you will hear more about the transformation economy. We've been writing about it and talking about it a lot. But more than that, we've seen customers asking for it a lot. Mm -hmm. And that it is that organic growth that's gotten us really excited.
1: So how can a company start to think about uh, turning, you know, again, I'm thinking customer experience, you know, I've been drilling this into my clients' heads. If you're not doing it, your competitors are, you've got to stay up, don't play, keep up, try to get ahead of the game. And now we're throwing another whole idea at them, (laughs) transformation (laughs) economy. What can we do to get started?
0: Well, chances are some of your customers are already doing it, and we talk a lot. and We've developed a proprietary framework built on Clayton Christensen's jobs to be done, and we call it the FISA framework. And what that stands for is functional, emotional, social, and aspirational jobs. And so those are the jobs that customers are hiring you as a company to do for them. And right, let's mo- do this,
1: functional, aspirational,
0: functional, emotional, social and aspirational. Got it, functional, got it. I'm writing them down. (laughs) Yay, that's always a good sign. So most of us know what the functional jobs are that our customers are hiring us to do. They're often to save us time and to help make us a little bit faster. Emotional jobs speak for themselves, right? So those are something that triggers some sort of emotional response with us. Social has some sort of social job to be done. Aspirational though. That is again, as I said before, that is the moving the customer from here to there. Joe likes to say healthy, it's a, a job that makes us healthy, wealthy, or wise. Um, we often think about it even more broadly as it, it is creating some sort of change, often a felt shift in the person. So maybe that is, I want to be more confident, or I want to have more money, or even, I was at Men's Warehouse this weekend with my husband, and we like to use them as as an example of a really powerful potential transformational experience. I go in feeling just like Joe Schmo off of my, you know, hated visit to a retail experience. I don't want to go into a store necessarily. I've got, you know, crying kids in the background. And if that experience is well managed and it is guided with transformational frameworks in mind it really has the potential to shift me into perceiving myself in a way that is elevated and is aspirational to me and then ultimately the product that it delivers should help me feel help me feel like man i am a different man as a result of this experience And so one of the things that when we've talked to customers over the past few years about transformation one of the things that frankly kind of surprised me is that the definition for transformation is fairly broad so it's not just what we were trying to deliver on a weight watchers which was really ultimately we wanted to deliver lifelong systemic holistic transformation capital t We were hearing all these amazing stories about people who are like, I am a different person in my world as a result of this experience. That is transformation, right? And we hear that a ton in the travel industry, which is a benchmark for many people in terms of what transformation is. But we also hear a lot about quick transformations. You said
1: travel industry, you meant uh – Travel or weight, the Weight Watchers?
0: Tra- oh, I'm saying that we hear uh, a oh, lot about transformation. You also transformation. hear it in the travel mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. Trans- travel is the benchmark for many customers. When I ask them about transformation and I ask them how they define it in their minds, the first thing they say is travel. They say, I go away to a different place and I come back with a different perspective.
1: Ah, okay. That's how they define it.
0: Got mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So that that benchmark is held pretty pretty high in most people's minds. but they also talk about the transformative experience of a visit to a hair salon, or a a so that being more of a temporary transformation. Certainly, a tattoo. But, but is be it a more experience.
1: right? Is is going to a hair salon, which obviously I don't do. Okay, but <laughs> if I did, is it because I check walk out Shep's out, feel- picture for the answer to that joke? <laughs> <laughs> Do I walk out feeling better as a result? And you say it's temporary. Why
0: does it have to be temporary? Doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Uh, and yet, even if it is a temporary transformation, you will get credit for it from a consumer. I was talking to someone last night who had attended a movement class, and she. The words she used to describe it were so telling because they're the same words I hear customers say all the time. She said, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know what happened, but I feel different. And so part of this work is understanding the jobs to be done. I'd say that's step one. But then step two is really triggering moments of reflection for your customer. Because so often we are so time starved as a society right now. If you ask people, anyone with a, a living income to tell you which is more valuable time or money, they will say that time is far more valuable than money to them. And so we are, we are time starved. We are time hungry. And anyone that can give us a little bit of time is going to get a certain amount of value from us. And so if we can intercept some of that rushing and hurrying with a moment of reflection and pause, we can actually stimulate a sense of value for our programs, our products, our transformational experiences very directly because we're so unaccustomed, frankly, to pausing long enough to ask ourselves what's working and what isn't.
1: So are there certain companies that are better able to grasp this concept than others or do you feel that any company can participate in the transformation economy
0: i think any company that is willing to do more than a functional job is able to
1: so i saw you have truest bank Mm -hmm. um big bank one of the largest in the country um probably what top five
0: maybe yeah they they're very
1: very uh, large and i what transformation am I going to have? Am I just going to feel like my money's safe? Uh, what? Give me an example of how I can transform by so doing So great business. example. Yep.
0: Great example. Money safe is going to be in most people's minds a mm-hmm. functional job to be done. And it will be. When I'm talking to them about a transformational experience, they're going to ask first if their money is safe. And if they feel or believe that their money is safe, then they can open up to more aspirational jobs. So in order to do aspirational jobs, you have to get those functional jobs done well first. Mm -hmm. So what aspirational jobs might they do for them? Well, we're seeing this more and more with a lot of our banking clients. They are helping people create real visions for their wealth and wealth comes in many sizes. They're helping people create a sense of confidence or freedom in understanding their money. And so it isn't just that I have more money, which is transformational, but it's also that I feel a greater sense of control and confidence about my money and a vision for where I'm headed. And so what are the best banks doing? The ones that we're working with. (laughs) They are really looking at what matters to people. And that goes back to meaningful motivation. So instead of just telling you, hey, invest your stocks here and you'll be better off, they're saying, what matters to you? What would success look like?
1: How much money do you want to leave your kids? Do you want to take trips? Do you want a second home? Let's uh, give me the list and let's see if we can make this work based on what you have or what you're contributing on a regular basis. And the transformation, I can see it. It takes place. Number one, um, they get comfortable. They feel safe. Number two, emotionally, you're connecting with me. If you're the bank and I'm the customer, it's like, I'm sharing with you what I want and you're telling me I might actually be able to get it done. From the social standpoint, I'm not sure how it fits in socially, but I can see the aspirational side of it. It's like, I'm aspiring to an end game, meaning I'm looking toward retirement. I'm looking toward making sure my family's taken care of after I'm gone, whatever that aspiration is. Or maybe it's, uh, I'm making sure I have enough money to do the things I love to do in my life next year, even though I'm a long, long way from retiring. So all that is aspirational. Uh, am I on the right track? Am I mean, you're on the right, right well? track. Okay,
0: You're on the right track. How does or social even,
1: fit in there? Does it need? Yeah. To? I mean,
0: you, it doesn't always, so no, it doesn't have to, but you did describe some great social jobs in there, right? You talked about what it means for my family and more and more, across all categories. We're seeing people involve their families in decision-making. And so more than ever, you see children engaged in the decision-making process and being um, real thought partners within households. I love it.
1: And and when we, we are using the word job to describe When I do business with a company, I expect them to do what they're supposed to do. That's their job. And if they do their job and they hit these four levels of functional, uh, emotional, social, and aspirational, then I'm hitting that transformation economy. And uh, I love it. Well, we're out of time. And I told you the final nugget of wisdom question was coming. Do you have one last idea that you'd like to share with us? It's going to make us go,
0: oh, wow. Oh, that's a tough order. See, I'm Uh,
1: aspirational here.
0: (laughs) We'll see what happens. I feel like there's going to be like a voting up or down here. Um, I think one of the things that really discourages companies from doing these really high-value jobs is the inability or the perceived inability to measure success with them. and. One of the big pieces of work we've been doing that has been game changing with our clients is introducing a new measurement that we call time well spent metric. And we have developed a whole methodology that we believe blows NPS out of the water in terms of truly measuring experiences when historically most of us were stuck using marketing measures to evaluate our experiences. So if You wanted to keep it super simple. Just ask your customer if the experience they had with you was worth their time.
1: Wow. I love that. I want to learn more about the time well spent metric. So I, by the way, listeners fans out there, you'll probably see me write some type of an article about this, obviously giving credit where credit is due. Well, uh, Aranzas, this has been an amazing interview, which is why we call it Amazing uh, Business Radio. And I, I did not know what to expect because as I read the talking points and did the homework on the front end, I'm going, okay, I'm not sure where we're going, but you know what? I'm quite glad that we got together. So uh, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Chef. All right, everybody, that wraps it up.
1: Another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We'll be back next week with another interview. And until that time... This is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.